Hello and welcome to the Drink In Geek Out Podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and geek out. You are listening to episode 103, Luke Cage, season 2, featuring Raspberry Mr. T and Boom Sauce. Alright everybody, welcome back. This is episode number 103. Uh, we are doing the Luke Cage season 2. I do appreciate Saf having me on, because he usually does <laughs> these do. solo... But I think he got tired of ranting and raving <laughs> yeah. and bitching about the show. That he's like, you know, I have somebody else on here. I'll let Dustin do the bitching this time, hopefully. <laughs> oh, I have some points. <laughs> I have I have at least one major point. Yeah. All right. But so, overall, I'll say I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. It was way better than Jessica Jones too. Oh god, yeah. As you can tell, there's not a Jessica Jones <laughs> season that. two. Yeah, we're not gonna do it. <laughs> season one is okay. Season two, not so much. Actually. Thinking about it, I think our first light episode was Luke Cage season one. Yeah, so that's exciting. Yeah, and I don't. I think it's only a Patreon exclusive at this point. I don't Ooh. think it's on the normal feed. If you guys want to get it, Patreon exclusive. Go visit our Patreon. Drink and geek out. Yep, there you go. All right, so we have a show layout, and we also have some notes on the main characters. So take the stage. All right, so the main plot for season two. After clean, clearing his name, Luke Cage has become a celebrity on the streets of Harlem with a reputation as bulletproof as his skin. But being so visible has only increased his need to protect the community and find the limits of who he can and cannot save. With the rise of a formidable new foe, Luke is forced to continue, confront the fine line that separates a hero from a villain. So there are 13 episodes, and I guess this, really the episode breakdown was just here as a guide, so mm-hmm. I don't really have to read it. Uh, it was just kind of like a... Right. Something to remember. Yeah. Oh, see, episode one, this happened. But overall, I guess we'll just start there on our feelings of the show. Sound good to you? <laughs> Sounds good to me. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to find the, uh, the name of the app. Oh, that was created. The Harlem's Hero app? Yeah, Harlem's Hero app is like the best that I can find with that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, uh, personally, for me, it was, it was it was kind of slow in the get-go. I think all of this Marvel series, Netflix series, I think they're too many episodes. Because yeah, they, they drag I out. Agree. They should the, only be 10 at most, but really right. 7, I think, is the good point. Yeah, I think you can pretty much uh, solidify it. Uh, Punisher would have been good cutting out three episodes. Yes, yeah, exactly. They I, they just drag them on a little bit. I feel like they're just they're yeah. filling in the time instead of just getting to the point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that some of the some of the characters in the show were unnecessary. Yeah. Claire being there was unnecessary. Yeah, it just gave conflict to Luke Cage. Yeah, I mean they had to because they had a. A relationship that was established in Defenders, and so they had to have her there too, but they only had her for like three episodes. Yeah. So they just, yeah. It was, it, yeah. I don't know. It kind of felt forced. Yeah. They could have written something where she was off doing something. Yeah. Like they do in all the Marvel movies. Like Pepper right. Potts isn't here this movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. She's doing this, and then you have a little bit of a cameo or yeah. like a picture on the phone when. Yeah. Exactly. You know, talking to her. I don't know. He doesn't have a smartphone, so it doesn't matter. But uh, it's something. And, you know, she's even said that 
or Rosario Dawson said she may not even return. Yeah, this might have been her last appearance. So it's it's a good chance that we may not see her again. Mm-hmm. Which the way that things happened in the episodes makes it's, sense. It's a very reasonable assumption. That yeah, she won't and be it, right. it was it was good on their part to do it this way. Mm-hmm. But I just I feel like it didn't add anything to the story. Yeah, and it kind of like she's been around since the first season of Daredevil. It's kind of a shitty way to shitty exit for that character yeah she was you know big part yeah. in matt's life she's a big part in, in danny's life um so i think yeah it's pretty i don't want to say shady but it happens and she you know she didn't help out as much with jessica jones but she was helping luke cage yeah, she was on jessica jones <laughs> yeah she was on the show helping Luke yeah, Cage exactly. on Jessica's show so yeah she didn't really help out her so uh, there's a lot of talk that she was a uh, a superhero slut you know like <laughs> bouncing yeah, between uh, like everyone she knows is a superhero yeah I don't know which I don't I, I feel that a very demeaning term for the night witch but or not night witch the, the nurse the night nurse who has a mean attitude the night witch <laughs> but I don't know I just I feel like they did not do her justice right. for the type of character that she is, and for sure. Um, character introduction for Bushmaster, amazing. Yeah, I thought he was a good villain, and like they gave him a backstory, a mm-hmm. reason for being there, and you kind of understood right. his motivations. Right, and there's parts where you could feel for him. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, why does he go about this life? You know? Yeah, and I liked his like uncle or whatever the guy mm-hmm. like that was trying to talk sense in him. Like, you're just gonna let this eat at you. This is gonna kill you. Like, yeah. just stop. This, you don't need to go about it this way. Yeah. Uh, hearing backstories on Mariah from season one, leading into mm-hmm. you kind of start feeling for her, but then you don't. Right. By the end of the season, you're like happy what happens to her I feel like yeah for oh yeah it definitely was um not happy with the way the season ended but yeah uh we'll, up we'll until that, that last scene I think it was perfect yeah that uh, was pretty good uh a few of these yeah like I said a few of these episodes could have been uh like shortened or yeah like, like the the bridge fight scene that didn't need to hit. No, we already saw the fight scene. It was basically mm-hmm. a recreation of the fight scene where he gets sucker punched. Like, yeah, then he, he gets sucker dusted, blowed in the face. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a little cheat. Yeah. Uh, the whole piranha, like whole everything that dance, uh, dance, but like that party yeah. scene and you know finding out the memorabilia that was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, hiding in the theater unnecessary. I kind of like some of the character development in that scene. Right. Yeah. But Piranha wasn't around enough. No. You go, oh yeah, Piranha, cool, and then like boom, then like, he's dead. The next dead. scene, fuck, <laughs> like so much for that. Uh, but the best takeaway from this entire season, I think, is uh, well, not the best one. There's many, many. good ones, but for this one, uh, I think as we're going through characters and thinking about characters, would be Misty. Yes, getting her a bionic arm. Yeah, and her like coming to terms. She grew a lot as a character this season, and then, mm-hmm. like. Her going to plant evidence and then finding dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Like every every scene, she's coming off across a guy with a missing head. It seems like. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean a lot. Of, okay, so a lot of the season annoyed me with Misty. The whole feel sorry for me, but I don't my forever three times pension anymore. Yeah. I gotta work, which I get, but 
I mean, and then she quits. And then she quits without the pension. <laughs> or maybe she's like, just don't file that I even was here. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was cool when she became like the director or whatever the, yeah. what, after her boss died. And then yeah. she became the boss. I thought that was a good role for her. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that is for sure. And then you had the character development for the backstabbing uh, bitch, whatever her name was. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't even. I can't even remember. Did you even have it in here? Probably not. No, she the yeah, the clean cop, snooty basketball player. Yeah, I don't backstabbing yeah. because she wants money from Bushmaster. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, if you really could have figured it out, she would lose all that money because Mariah would get it back anyway, right. and then she wouldn't have it. I really like the scene with her and Colleen in the bar, mm-hmm. Misty, and like. That fight scene and that I thought the entire episode was not necessary. It wasn't, but that I like that whole part in the bar with yeah, them too. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, like her coming to terms with missing arm and realizing she doesn't even need it, and mm-hmm. she can still kick all these guys' ass. Yeah, like, I mean that was good for development for Misty, but this isn't a Misty name, movie. right? But it was a really good scene. I'm not, not going to say, and it was a good, really good nod to Colleen having mm-hmm. her in the episode. I uh, kind of foreshadowed having Danny Rand in the episode. Like, uh, two episodes later. Or yeah. Which, the best episode <laughs> in the is, entire yeah. one. I could have watched the whole season of just them two. Yeah. Heroes for Hire season one. Yeah. Where is that? Yeah. <laughs> where in the making is Heroes for Hire? Hopefully. I don't need the Defenders. Give mm-hmm. me Heroes for exactly. Hire. Defenders was kind of a letdown in some aspects. But yeah, but it was, the Defenders was a continuation of Daredevil. Yeah. It was basically Daredevil 3, mm-hmm. but they needed to wrap up 2 before they jumped to 3. Uh-huh. So I was like, all right, so bring everyone together, which makes sense. They're all in New York. Exactly. It's just like the... They all know, know each other. They've all met, basically. Like, yeah, it's like the Avengers, where they're together. They do one or two missions together. And they it's separate. awesome. They separate. And then you have a solo Iron Man. What the fuck? Why can't he yeah. help you? Just call Thor and have him. Yeah. So, yeah. I digress a little bit, but it's still kind of the same concept. Like, okay, you're in the same area. You're mm-hmm. in Harlem. You're in Brooklyn. You go to Brooklyn yeah. for a couple parts of the thing. Come Why not on. call Danny to help? Because he keeps, like, even there in that episode, he's like, oh, I don't need your help. Yeah, you kind of do. <laughs> like, yeah. No, I'm not I'm not going to not gonna do that. I'm mm-hmm. not for hire. Yeah, I'll take your money. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, I totally get it, but. Yeah, he gets sued by a cockroach. Yeah. And so he has to, Yeah. Yep. Do shit for money that he doesn't normally want to do. And then we found just... out that beheading a cockroach works. <laughs> Surprised he didn't drop a nuclear bomb on him. Yeah, and he survived that. Um, so I was, t- I was pitching this around with my wife, and I was like, you know what? I should probably write a blog story about Luke Cage, but I'll wait for the podcast. Mm-hmm. My favorite not main story is the love story. Between Shades yeah, between and Comanche. Shades and Comanche. Yes. That was actually very well done, I think. Yeah. I I was feeling for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, oh, come on, Alvarez. Let's, what's going on, dude? Like, you just shot your dude. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you're... I was not expecting that. Yeah, like, I was like, hmm. I was like, Darius. Like, you call him Darius. Mm-hmm. And you don't call him Comanche. Like, everyone calls him Comanche. And, you know, he calls you Hernan. You know, like, there's something going on. And then you find out, oh something going on you in know, that scene is... where he goes and meets his mother mm-hmm. to kind of break the news or whatever like that was a that was a hard scene to get through too yeah it was 
I was like, oh man, this is tough because he wants to tell her, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want. And then when she finds out in the interrogation scene. Yeah, 11. Yeah. I think it's 10 or 11. Um, Because he's like, oh, yeah, I'm getting scot free. Um, You know, I got my immunity. And I guess it's just, it was a a shady thing to do for the cops, but, you know, rightfully so. He's a murderer. He's murdered many people. (laughs) I know, yeah. But, you know, you're still feeling for him. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, why do you feel for him? I was like. He lives by a code. Like, yeah, he, li- he has a set of rules or, uh, you know, for survival. Like, I get it, but... I don't know. <laughs> wow. But that, but that love story is probably the best love story in mm-hmm. the entire thing. It's it, way better than the command, uh, Alvarez and Mariah love yeah, story. That was always weird to me. Oh, I know. I almost turned it off. I was perfectly <laughs> okay with thinking that he was going to, you know, kiss... Uh, Darius, but the yeah. fact that he was kissing, kissing on Mariah, like, Grandma, gross, yeah. he's touching her butt, <laughs> gross, yeah. <laughs> old woman parts, <laughs> yeah, um, but he probably wasn't ever into it anyway, he was just money. doing it, yeah, yeah, uh, Tilda, I liked her character, yeah, her, and then, you, like, I thought her intro was great, like, she's the victim and then the way it kind of turns in that last scene you see like she could be the villain in season three mm-hmm. yeah uh as nightshade mm-hmm. is the name of her character yep. in the comics uh, i have a little bit on that later yeah she you do have a bit on there doesn't it? i was gonna say there's something about it without looking at that so i'll let you go about and talk about that um i don't know her full story i just know a little bit of it but she uh, is a doctor in the show, mm-hmm. but I don't think in the comics she was a doctor. Um, formerly known as Dr. Nightshade and Deadly Nightshade. So oh, maybe. She might be. Um, but, I don't know. Do you want me to read this real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. No, because we're on the topic. No. Tilda Johnson was born into poverty in New York City. At an early age, she discovered that she had a natural aptitude for science. As a teenager, she used her extensive knowledge to begin a career as a a criminal scientist. The yellow claw, a racist term, helped her develop a method of turning normal humans into obedient werewolf-like creatures and attempted to transform convicts into werewolf army. But the pair were defeated by Captain America and the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She later took control of S.H.I.E.L.D. uh, of a S.H.I.E.L.D. facility and used pheromones to force Captain America to battle the Falcon, but was defeated. Nightshade used robots to take over the Harlem protection rackets, but was defeated by Power Man and Iron Fist. Yep. The heroes for high. Yeah. So, um, obviously they're setting that up in the yeah. show. Yeah, like, it's pretty obvious. Nightshade is the drug that they use to make Bushmaster mm-hmm. powerful. Or the herb or whatever. The plant. Right. And the end of the uh, season sets up a perfect reason for why Tilda would be mad at Luke. That was the only reason why they did it. Yeah, and that it was a stupid <laughs> reason. Yeah. Like, he could have burned it down and she still could have been pissed at him. Yeah. And basically, he said he was going to. Yeah. He's like, no, I don't want it. Burn it down. And I was like, awesome! And then, like, the next scene, immediately, yeah. he was in a full suit... Running, running, the 
whatever that club Harlem's called. Paradise. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I don't get... Uh, I was confused. I was like... Is this a dream sequence? Like, like what's yeah. happening? <laughs> what just happened? He said, no, burn it down, and then he's running it. I was like, what just fucking happened? I don't... Mm-hmm. What? What? <laughs> but that just... That pissed me off. I yeah. think a lot of people were pissed off by that. A, he never runs Harlem's Paradise in the comics. No. And B, the, the, the notion that he could control the, the crime by becoming the crime boss. Right. No. Yeah. No, it's just, it's not good. And he lost friends over it. Mm-hmm. And you can see he's, it's kind of like a villain turn for him in a way. Like mm-hmm. he is letting the villains go free as long as they stay out of Harlem, but like, your friends are in these other surrounding cities, so you're kind of fucking them over. Yeah, you're like, stay to Harlem. Harlem's mine. Yeah. You know, like, cool, dude. Like, But you, you just sold to... Danny down the river, basically. Yeah, you need to be... You know, yeah, something's wrong. <laughs> something's going on, because it's either setting himself up or something, but it just feels like, hey, we're not doing this mm-hmm. for a reason. Yeah. We're doing it for just because I want control. Yeah, you and want the people of Harlem to respect you and like stop because like every time something goes wrong in Harlem, he gets blamed for it, even because he yeah. didn't stop it. So he's yeah. just trying to save Harlem, but you're just fucking over everybody else around you. Yeah, it's going to build for some kind of like character learning or yeah. something. And I, I don't know. It, he's gonna he's gonna learn a lesson out of this, and yeah. I think that's very preachy, and I hate it. I but don't, I don't like the way they did it. I feel like he should have just burn it down and then move the forward the story some other way yeah as it's he's walking away mm-hmm. from a fire bill yes please um because he kind of ends the season on a bad note for him and he's the main character like i guess they're trying to do the empire strikes back kind of like cliffhanger like, yeah oh uh, now luke cage is in carbonite how does he get out of this paradise <laughs> yeah i yeah i don't know it's it was it's very weird that whole ending scene or that there's a lot of weird parts to it too mm-hmm. I just I wasn't sure like where they were going mm-hmm. with it uh, a couple of scenes like I didn't I didn't know where they were going was uh, the burning down of the the cafe the oh. Jamaican cafe yeah that was messed up <laughs> yeah and then like I get why she did it but at the same time I was like it's really just to make her the villain and yeah Bushmaster kind of have a redeeming quality about him at that point. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, give something to do this. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, another scene was. I feel like I'm grasping for straws at this moment for scenes I didn't like, but I'm just re yeah trying reviewing because to... that scene I didn't like the the end battle between Bushmaster and Luke. Not the end battle, but the, the that like fight in, in the in the Rand. room. No, in the Danny Rand uh, uh, Enterprise building. Oh yeah, that was stupid. I like that whole episode, yeah. like them hiding out in there, and mm-hmm. like you get to know more Mariah's backstory, and like all that was good. But yeah, it kind of ended on a. Yeah, I was like, oh, this episode's awesome. And then Bushmaster shows up with his entire army. And then it's just those two fighting and nothing yeah. happens. I was like, what the hell? Like, um, I did enjoy him blowing himself up to set himself free. I thought that was yeah. fun. But then he just, he was out of commission for two, two episodes. Two episodes, yeah. Well, still to fix him up. That's like season one, Luke Cage is out for like two episodes when he gets shot by those Jesus bullets or whatever they're called. Yeah. 
Judas? Is it? Judas, yeah. That's <laughs> like, mm, Jesus, same person. Judas, whatever. Same person. Uh, Thomas Q. Jones uh, for Darius. Uh, we talked about him. Oh, he actually, he played in the NFL. Yeah, that's pl- my only note on that. Yeah, he yeah. played for the University of Virginia at a college, drafted by the Buccaneers, and he played for the Bears and the Jets. Yeah, it says he was a running back who played 12 seasons. Like, mm-hmm. I had no idea who he was. I thought he was a good actor, actually. Like, And then I looked up, I was like, oh, he's a football player. Usually, those like acting and football playing doesn't coincide, yeah. usually. Yeah, and uh, I thought it did very well. I didn't know that. I just looked it up when you saw that you said he was in the NFL. But I remember the name, Thomas, Thomas Jones. My dad is a Bears fan, so I remember oh, the name. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, I do remember the name. I feel like we hit on all the characters except for the last one, which is uh, Reg E. Kathy. Oh, yeah. Uh, so he played James Lucas. He played his father. There was an interesting uh, connection between the, the two, the mm-hmm. father and the son, that we didn't have uh, in the first season. I'm glad they actually brought in uh, a face right. for that Because he, he's mentioned, but we don't ever really get to see him. I think there's like a little... Can't, like a, like they hint at him, but they don't ever really show him. Yeah, and... So you're like, who is the one who's, you know, who brings in these two people to this world? Who brings in Diamondback? Who brings in Carl Lucas? Um, A little bit about his character while we're on the subject. I kind of missed some of these other ones. We can go back if we want to. But um, he was created, uh, James Lucas, that is not Reg. He was created by Marcus McLaurin and Dwayne Turner. First appeared in Cage number three. In June of '92, James Lucas in the comics he was he joined the police force at a young age and rose to the ranks, eventually becoming a detective. During the '70s, Lucas teamed up with a reporter, Constance Molina, Blue Marvel, um, Kalu, Blade, and the mysterious woman known as the Bear, and formed the Mighty Avengers. Really, um, <laughs> they disbanded after their first and only mission. So. He was a venture for like a day. James settled down with his wife Esther, and they had two sons, James Jr. and Carl. James had a rough relationship with Carl, who was always getting arrested due to the gangs he was in. Um, when his wife died, James and Carl's relationship was strained even more, which they played that out a lot in the show. Yeah, they did. And then years later, James Jr. joined the corporation, which did not settle well with James Sr. due to its racist history. Carl, who had become Luke Cage at this point, uh, rescues James from the corp- James Sr. from corp- the corporation, but are unable to save James Jr., who is transformed into Coldfire, a villain I've never heard of. They reconcile, but are driven apart by the memory of Esther. So the mom is still... Yeah. Driving him apart. Um, oh, yeah. DW. I like DW a yeah. lot. He was just kind of like a side character in the show. Uh, he kind of operates the barbershop mm-hmm. after Pops dies in the first season. And, I, I mean, he was a good little friend to have around. He creates the Harlem's Hero app and yeah. selling merch to kind of uh, get Luke Cage some finances. Yeah. Uh, we do have Eldon Henson in here, at least for an episode, uh, when Luke gets uh, sued, oh, so he's Call in there. Calling shows up, Danny shows up, the dude from uh, the barbershop's only in there for a couple episodes yeah. as well. Yeah, and then he like, goes to, trans- like, he 
it goes to Arizona or something. To yeah. His daughter. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's very interesting. These characters. I mean, you know, we only had a couple of inter- new introductions, mm-hmm. um, and the the introductions that we did get were amazing, like Bushmaster and yeah. Tilda. So. Yeah, everyone else is pretty much the same, like Shades and even mm-hmm. Sugar was from first season. So. Yeah, I like Sugar. <laughs> I, I like, like that he came around, but yeah, then, he's once Mariah starts becoming a villain, like he's like, no, I, but, yeah. I was only part of this because they fixed my knee yeah. after blew it out playing football, and then like they get you know paid my bills and everything. What was I supposed to do? I get it. I totally get it. Um, Misty gets a bionic arm from Danny, but in the comics it's from Tony Stark. Yeah, I was wondering how they were playing that. I figured it would be Danny just because he's rich and he's in this universe. Yeah, I figured it as well. Uh, but yeah, any other characters that stood out to you uh, you want to discuss? No, not really. I think that's a pretty good summation. Okay, good. Oh, well, one thing I was going to mention. In the comics, Shades and Comanche are the hoodlums for hire. Mm Mm-hmm. And I thought they were going to go that way until, you know, Kamichi yeah. is killed. But yeah, yeah. I, I definitely thought that was, they were going to go that way because Shades is very, very important in the storyline. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're just like, I, they're not going to you know, kill him off. And then they kill Kamichi. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, that story is over. Yeah. Unless they bring him back like they do with characters mm-hmm. <laughs> on this, like, on Iron Fist, they can bring people back to life, so. Right. And it seems that even with mounds of evidence, they can't arrest or convict anybody. Yeah, I know. You know these people are killing people. Yeah, so that was was one of the gripes I had. Like, he just literally confessed everything. Mm -hmm. So what's taking so long to get Mariah convicted? Yeah. Because you can't believe him because he's a criminal or something? I don't know. Yeah. You need to actually catch her in the act. Something. He's he's on drugs right now. <laughs> Got some nip. <laughs> he, he doesn't he doesn't take the neck out of him. He just gets excited. <laughs> he's being a good boy though. He's scratching his post instead of the couch. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Crazy eyes. Um, the the killing of the competition, I thought was fine. Yeah. So when Shades kills the Arturo, mm-hmm. I thought that was I wouldn't say fun, but I. It fit, and then because then Bushmaster eliminated the other yeah. people. They made a mistake by selling him all their guns, but yeah, it's part of the story. Yeah. It's part of the story. I mean, overall, I think it turned out well. But yeah, you know. there was just some a few gripes, but overall, I think it was a pretty good season. I liked it better than the first season. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because you railed the first season. <laughs> I liked the first season of Luke Cage, but yeah. the first season of Iron Fist, I railed. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, there's yeah, like I said earlier, it's just some parts that could have been removed. Yeah, but I think other parts were. It's it, just filling this thirteen episodes. Like mm-hmm. you don't need to do thirteen hours. Yeah, I think ten know. is good. Yeah, I think ten is a good one. Seven is better, but I think ten is a happy medium for people mm-hmm. who want more episodes. So, all right. Any last remarks before we move on to some tasty, tasty beers? Um, I like beer. Is my last remark. Good. Sounds good. Uh, for our Indiana beer, the in beer for today, we have Burnham Brewing Company, Raspberry Mr. T. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say anything, but I'm pretty excited. 
So we're going to take a minor break while we get this ready, and hopefully uh, you stick around and enjoy the beer with us. If you are looking for more beer podcasts just like the one you're listening to right now, then head on over to hoppedupnetwork.com. We are a podcast network focused on our local craft beer communities. Here's a quick example of one of the many podcasts you will find. Are you a discerning beer drinker? Do you drink beer for the tastes of black currant and old leather? Can you tell the difference between Simcoe and Citra hops, despite whatever type of beer you might be drinking? Yeah, sorry, that's not this podcast. You want to listen to somebody else. We here at the Speak Podcast do regular beer for regular people. Joe Six Pack Beer at Joe Six Pack Taste. That's Rob, Adam, and Pete, proud members of the Hopped Up Network. Three guys, two beers, one show. All right, welcome back. So right in front of us, we poured. It kind of looks like something orangey and ready, but it is like a glass of tea. It is a glass of tea. It is the Raspberry Mr. T from Burnham Brewing Company, or just Burnham Brewing. Tea ale brewed with green and black tea additions and fermented with puree raspberries. So it is tea. 7% ABV, no IBUs on the can or anything. Um, Didn't really see anything. I don't think so. Uh, we're in uh, Michigan City. All right. Just keep scrolling. <laughs> Burnham Brewing was established in February 2013. We are striving to bring our creativity in the way what we brew with. Along with our never-ending passion of the brewing industry to produce the finest and most unique brews in our region, we love to, to brew good beer, and we know you love to drink good beer. On the side of the can, here at Burnham Brewing, we pity the fool who drinks bad beer. Mr. T is brewed with a minuscule amount of hops and a copious amount of black and green tea leaves. Once once finished with fermentation, we blend this tea ale with fresh seasonal fruit. This time is raspberries, but they mm-hmm. also do like peach and something else. No matter what your flavor of choice, Mr. T is here to keep you golden this summer. I think blueberry is the other one they do. Oh, nice. Yeah, the one on Beer Advocate is like peaches. So I don't really have anything on the raspberry, but yeah. pretty excited. The, the can has Mr. T on there. <laughs> And a tea party with an old skeleton looking... That's the Burnham Brewing logo. Yeah. All dressed up in a little pink dress. Yeah, having himself a nice little party. This little dude here. Yeah, a little bear. Yeah, having a little tea party. And it's like art, uh, kind of a cartoony, weird, like a drawing I would do. Like, it's not very (laughs) well done, but it's it's kind of cool. He really wants that toy. And the um, raspberries have like weird, like, yeah. little monster faces. It would be interesting to see the other cans to see if they're blue they, or blueberry I, or orange. I've seen them, and they're basically everything's the same except for the raspberries turn into like blueberries with uh, teeth or peaches with teeth. Uh, I was wondering about the top of the can if that changes colors uh, or anything like that. Uh, it might. It might turn blue. Yeah, but everything else is. Um, Beer Advocate just has one review, five ratings for peach. So I'm not going to give you the rating because this is for peaches, not yeah. raspberries. Um, but if we look at the color, I think we do have a couple of new colors in there. Just they don't, they, match. they don't match any of our uh, current color schemes. But we do have Red Skull. We have Buffy's Leather Pants. Um, 
Thanos' left butt cheek, but that was a little bit more oh, of yeah. the purpley one. That was some one of the blueberry from Matt Anthony, I think. Yeah. Scarlet Witch. Uh, this one is, like, brighter. It's more of, like, a red. It's almost like an orangey, like, flame type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, almost like the Ghost Rider flame. Yeah, I would say it's that with a hint of, like, pink in it. Yeah. Like, so it's like an orangey. So we don't really have... It's like a 15, but with, with some... Raspberry. Or, yeah, with raspberry. Yeah. So I think I'm okay with that. It's probably going to smell really raspberry. <laughs> Not wrong. I don't know what. Can't really tell what that smells like. It's like a hint of beer and mm-hmm. a hint of tea, like the black tea leaves. Or yeah, but the raspberry is not that. It's not it's that not much that there. Potent. So my first assessment was wrong. Where it could have been. Yeah. Uh, the can makes you think it tastes a lot like raspberries. Right. All the raspberries on the can. I would hope so. Well, let's give it a shot. It's a pretty strong raspberry flavor to it. Yeah, when you taste it. Mm-hmm. I don't... I'm not sure what to make of this, though. It's kind of like a lager. Yeah, it has a, it's lager-ish. Yeah. You just don't know, like, what style of beer to, like, actually call this. Well, they say it's a fruit beer on Beer Advocate. Yeah. That's what great beer says, too. So, fruit beer basically could be, like, a a wheat yeah. or a lager or... Ale or whatever. Yeah. Like, anything that they add fruits to. Yeah. It's kind of like they just poured... Like some raspberry gold peak iced tea mm. in my beer. <laughs> yeah. Which isn't bad. No. It's like it's the Arizona just, tea. It's weird. Yeah, it's for sure. Definitely unique. Yeah, definitely the more that I drink of it kind of reminds me of the Arizona tea. Yeah. For sure. Not mad about that at all. I'm a fan of tea. Yeah. Definitely. Anyways, yeah, like I said, uh, Beer Advocate doesn't have anything. Oh, on yeah. Rain so. Beer has two ratings and no, like, overall or anything, but it averages to be a 3.05 out of 5, so not great. One dude gave it a 3.5, and, and one person gave it a 3.1. Not bad. I'm struggling here to find it on Rain Beer. Untapped, there's 670 ratings, an average of 3.79. Yeah, we do not have any friends who have rated this. Nope. It's kind of hard to find, like, this far south, because the Michigan City is, like, way mm-hmm. up there. Tea ale brewed with green leaves, so I guess ale would be, like, the best yeah. thing for it. This is a this is a great, nice, light... So many descriptors. <laughs> great, nice, light. light. Uh, raspberry flavor, hints of black tea. Doesn't really drink like a fruit beer. Things like that. Their color is... A little bit darker. They're basically drinking it the same way we are. Yeah. It's fancy. Mm-hmm. Little short glasses. Yep. Look, Mom, fancy. This one's going to be a tough one to check in, I feel like, just because it's so weird, like, different. Yeah. It's hard to put a finger on exactly what it is. Can't really go with anything, but it does taste a little Sprite-ish. Yeah. Like a fruit punch, almost. You know, like mm-hmm. someone made a fruit punch... Threw Sprite in there, but instead of fruit punch, it's raspberry. <laughs> a raspberry punch. Kind of tea-like if you have sugar in your teas. It's not that bitter, so I don't know. I mean, it's not terrible, but I don't. I can't see myself uh, rating this one that high. I'd be interested to, interested to try the other f- fruity flavors. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Just because I'm going to rate this the way I'm going to rate it doesn't mean that I wouldn't be interested in trying them. Maybe we can just get an orange one. Because yeah. I like orange and black tea. That'd be good. Yeah. 
I mean, Fresno's not like a lemon one. Like yeah. an Arnie Palmy Mr. T. Yeah, Arnold Palmer <laughs> T. There's our Arnold Palmer beers, but... Yeah. Arnold Palmer, because I can't speak. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, checked it in. Um, I gave it a... I'm waiting for your finger to stop sliding. I did. Okay. I did the picture. All right. Uh, 3.25. Um... Like you said, we just we're not sure where to put this, where this falls. It's an ale. Uh, maybe we can see more tea ales coming out. Yeah, I think uh, Summit City has like a green tea ale. Well, I mean, I haven't had it. I haven't really heard of tea ales until just recently. Mm-hmm. I know that they have like an Arnold Palmer hard <laughs> yeah. drink. You know, it's like the twisted teas. Yeah, but those are like malt beverages. <laughs> so it's it's really tough uh, to like decide what we're gonna do with it, but I think overall uh, three and a quarter is okay until we maybe get better tea beers and then yeah. we revisit this. Go forward. I gave it a three point seven five. Oh. Um, yeah, overall it's just kind of weird, but I'm enjoying. I like I enjoy the flavor of it. I'm just kind of unsure about what it is it's kind of it's is it a tea is it a beer is it like a raspberry juice but i mean i would drink it again and Mm -hmm. i would i'd be interested to try more of these but yeah i as if tea beers become more popular that rating could drop as like if i have better ones or not but i think this is a pretty good like start yeah Uh, yeah i I'm not opposed to it. I will finish it. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm just not sure about it. Just not sure about it at all. But one thing I am sure about is our next beer. Oh, yes. Yeah. Excited for that one. Yeah, this is Lord Hobo Brewing Company's uh, lovely beer. It's called Boom Sauce. I picked it because I feel like it's very fitting for the Luke Cage yeah. out there. Uh, they happened to be at the Brewhaven that we, were, we attended a month ago. month ago or so. And also they were at, they had a couple uh, restaurants or bars in Indianapolis. Oh, yeah. I did check out. There's a place called Ale Emporium uh, in Castleton that has it on there. And it was just their wheat, but it's still an Indiana, uh, New England mm-hmm. styled wheat. Interesting. So I was very excited. So as soon as the liquor store was like, hey, I get this. Like, absolutely. That's what I'm doing. But before we go too much in the boom sauce, we're going to take a little short break. We're going to talk about social medias and we're going to talk about how you can find us on Patreon so you can purchase and listen to our first Luke Cage Luke Cage light episode. So just hold on to your butts. While we get the next beer ready, I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DrinkInGeekOut. You can also check our show notes and other fun stuff on our website, DrinkInGeekOut.com. You can also email us any comments or suggestions at drinkingeekout at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content and previous episodes, and that is currently at patreon.com slash drinkingeekout. And now, back to the show. All right, so next beer... Kind of teased. It was our out beer called from Lord Hobo. It's called the Boom Sauce. Boom. Yeah. So, like I said earlier, went to the liquor store and was like, "Hey, guy, 
that you came up to me twice because I was looking at beers and asked me if I needed help. Please point me in the direction of the New England style. I do I, need help. At this I point. do need help at this moment. I want hazy, juicy IPAs because that's all I've been drinking. He's like, <laughs> good, because me too. <laughs> this section right here. And I was like, oh, sweet. Any recommendations? He's like, yeah, boom sauce. I was like, by who? And he's like, Lord Hobo. And this was literally a day after I had the Angelica from them. No, no. And I was like, yes, please. I'll do it. Lord Hobo, yes, please. So I went and grabbed it. Uh, It's called Boom Sauce. Our flagship IPA features six hop uh, varietals and a blend of spelt, oat, and wheat. A late hop edition of Mosaic, Falconer's Flight, and Amarillo delivers a notable citrus and tropical fruit finish. Love mosaics. Oh, yeah. 7.8% ABV, 78 IBUs. Uh, the mosaic hop from Matt Anthony mm-hmm. came to mind. The, the mosaic, mosaic moon. moon or whatever, yeah. Uh, Lord Hobo Brewing Company uh, in Woburn, Massachusetts. Also, they brew in Cambridge. I saw that. It's pretty, oh, okay. pretty close to Boston. So I was like, New England, yay! It is uh, actually from New England. A New England-style IPA in New England, yay. With beer on the pedestal and adventure up our sleeve, we set out a craft-style defining New England beers that highlight paramount traits of quality ingredients. Like us, our beers are elegant yet raw, free-spirited yet sophisticated. Beer has a unique ability to bring all kinds of people together, from the lords that only enjoy the finer things of life to the hobos that work hard to earn their small pleasures. Great beer is an accessible luxury. That's awesome! Yeah. That is awesome. Proudly brewed in the Massachusetts area, we're, or in just Massachusetts, yes, uh, we're bringing the New England beer experience to thirsty fans everywhere. We relish in the connections and find sanctuary in the beers that unite us, lords and hobos alike. We all deserve to drink royalty. <laughs> That's awesome. The term hobo might not be PC today. <laughs> no, it's not. No, but I think it's, it, I mean, calling those people lords either. Yeah. I think it's, it's very uh, uh, hyperbolic, but I like yeah. it. I like it a lot. So in front of us, we have our boom sauce. And the can, can. is black. Uh, it just says boom sauce. Yeah, I mean, there's really not. I thought. It'd be cool if it looked like a stick of dynamite or something. Yeah, this is <laughs> but nope, it's probably just, the worst can ever. <laughs> it wouldn't be something that would jump off the shelf to me. Like, boom sauce, okay, that's just a generic looking can there. Yeah, it's very boring. Uh, <laughs> this is probably the, the worst. <laughs> yeah. On the side, it says boom sauce is one of our New England style IPAs. It's a complex, unfiltered beer with great drinkability. Keep it cold and drink it fresh. Cheers. Um, I don't know. Janice Vaughn or something? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, drink it fresh. I wonder when this was canned. Because I've had it for a couple weeks now. Uh, April 3rd. I don't know how fresh that is. Not super fresh. <laughs> super fresh. <laughs> but I mean, they're in Massachusetts. We're in Indiana. Yeah, I don't, I don't I expect... I expect it to be here like the next day after they've yeah. made it. Or we it. brewed it and shipped it immediately to mm. you in Indiana. Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Just for this podcast. <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> you're amazing guys oh that smell yeah I smelled it like just walking into the room I could smell it <laughs> this is probably going to be the, the most smell that we have today <laughs> um, ooh let's go to the color wheel yeah the color wheel it is oh it is definitely hazy definitely orange yeah, juicy it's 
It's much orangier than some of those hazy ones. Like yeah. 13, 14, I think. Uh, I like 13, 14. 12 would be a good register for that. Oh, but yeah. 13, 14 works for me, depending on what the is. I usually pick based off the, the picture as well, not just the <laughs> I color. almost went with Brian's 1995 Toyota Supra. Or oh. Supra from the Fast 1. Yeah, there you go. That looks, it looks good. Mikey's chest or mask and uh, the morph ball would work. Or um, Clayface, even. It was pretty close. Yeah. Oh, it seems to work out like in that range area. It's nice, nice color to it. I'm gonna go with morph ball. I think morph ball probably. Yeah, just to pick one. Yeah, for yeah, for just pick one. Oh, <laughs> you could smell smell those hops. The smell citra. the hops. Smell the citra. Smell the everything. Mosaic. Oh. A little bit of that amarillo. Amazing. So, have you had this before? Yes. Okay. Did you have it at New Brewhaven? New Brewhaven or? Uh, the Brewhaven, and but I also tried it here. Oh. Um, I usually when I buy a case, I usually like to try it out before I throw it on there because <laughs> yeah. I don't want like my first reaction being, "Oh, this, oh fuck, I bought <laughs> Why this." Why did I serve this to you? <laughs> but uh, I had positive reviews from Keith and Pale yeah. and Brewhaven. I think they both checked it in, so we can yeah. get their scores later. Yeah, I because I, I didn't try... I tried the Glorious, which was pretty glorious. Pretty glorious. And I had them do that, and they're like, oh, it's amazing. I'm like, good, because I each have... I have a can for each of you, <laughs> so you can have it when you come and visit. So if they don't come and visit, then it's mine. Yep, it'll go bad by the time they get here. Well, I'll just drink it and then buy a new case. Oh, we're on our way up. Go to the store. Excuse yeah, um, but yeah, no, that's a that's a really good taste to it. Yeah, it's uh, it's not overly juicy. It's not as yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's not yeah. as juicy as some of these ones we've had lately, where it's just like drinking yeah. juice at that point. You can t- still actually taste the IPA in it. Yeah, there's there's kind of like a florally type of upfront. Mm-hmm. That could like be Amarillo. the tea from earlier, but <laughs> uh, but it's it's not like. Yeah, you're drinking a hazy, juicy-ass beer. This is like an IPA from New England that's, you know, hazy mm-hmm. and unfiltered and, you know. It has that, like, juicy mm-hmm. citrus flavor, but it's not the only thing you, there is. It, right. There's also the IPA in there. So, yeah. We definitely need to come up with our own little style of IPA and call it the Midwest IPA. <laughs> yeah, we don't have any kind of beers here, do we? Yeah, no. Fuck, Indiana is terrible. Well, <laughs> <laughs> As we're sitting drinking beer in a place that there's over 300 breweries. <laughs> and we're not known for anything except for Three Floyds, which is like basically Chicago. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, uh, this is solid. This is a good it's one. very, I can see like the name, like sauces and juicy yeah. and like get that and just boom. And then there's like, a burst of flavor. Yeah. I am, I am on board with this let's uh let's start pulling for our website so what beer advocate tells us i've been so busy that i forget to look it up well i'll go first because i've already got sounds good going it's just you usually on top of it before i am i know rate beer overall 92 but only a 65 in the style i think that's because the style has changed so much to be just like you're drinking orange juice out of a beer can i would like to find out like if they came up with the style they kind of act like they did. Yeah, no, they, the way that they talk, it sounds like they do. That's why I want. They did. That's what I want. I'm like, is this? Did the New England IPA come because of that? Yeah. 
it would make sense. They are from New England, and they dubbed this like their premier New England IPA. Um, there are 299 ratings, and the average is 3.6 out of 5. Mm-hmm. We have 251 reviews and 1,229 ratings for a 3.93. So the snobs of the beer advocate like it better than rape beer. That's probably because it's Anheuser, and they're like, we can't make this, so... (laughs) (laughs) Can't mass-produce a hazy IPA because it'll go bad before we can ship it. Yeah, so we don't like it. (laughs) It is also on the untapped. Really close to what the Beer Advocates is. Yeah, there's 92,023 ratings, and it's got a 3.95 average. Nice. Uh, We've had three friends check it in. Uh, Patrick checked in a couple times. Yeah, I see that. He gave it a four each time. And then, of course, we have uh, the people that we mentioned at the Brewhaven that checked it in, but we're going to wait until we do our ratings to just have it in the group. Cat also gave it a five. I don't have, I'm not friends with Cat. Cat gave it a five? Mm-hmm. Wow. That was in October of 2017 on Halloween. Ooh. <laughs> Doing things. This came in can, checked it in. I'm fairly confident. It's not my first rodeo, so I've had this a couple Yeah, I've times. only taken a couple sips so far because I was reading all this other stuff. I'm going to see if there's any other good reviews before I check it in, even though I'm pretty confident of what I'm going to give it. For sure. Yeah, I'm going to look for reviews. Standard deviation for this is uh 9% majority of people re- voted for 4 and 375 gets it to you know 370 if you tried boom sauce in a trip to Massachusetts this particular IPA lacked the citrus trace i liked in many IPAs the beer seemed excessively malty and seemed to have a dull aftertaste as opposed to the citrus i don't know about that it, it there is a, a heavier malt to it Yo, than no, a I lot agree. of these new england ones yeah. that we're getting used to but I'm not. Maybe this is the right way to do it. <laughs> like, yeah, I I really like the taste of this one, so I'm not gonna fault it for that. Yeah, Jock says that this ta- this drinks like a West Coast IPA and a really good one at that. <laughs> I'm not mad because yeah. when I started drinking IPAs, I would lean towards West, West Coast. Coast. Had some good ones in there, and then we started drinking these mm-hmm. East Coast ones, basically. Um, Lord V, smooth and crisp with notes of citrus and tropical tones, a bit malty for my liking, but the quality of craft is there. I give it a 3.25. Quality, but 3.25? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, everyone gives out like, their stupid uh, taste, type, glass, mm-hmm. purchase, blah. He paid $3 for this in California? <laughs> what? I want it. I know, Jesus. I want, <laughs> I want it. Three dollars. I want it. We're paying eight dollars a glass here in <laughs> Indiana. Uh yeah. Boom sauce, aptly named. That's about it. <laughs> I can find on the beer advocates for good comments. Everything else is like their aroma, taste, smell, feel, or MF or mouthfeel. MFers. <laughs> Those MFers. Punch it in here real quick. Sounds boomy. All right. It's official. It's official. I gave it a 4.25. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, yeah. It's 
different. It's not as hazy as most of the New England's we've had, but mm-hmm. it's still a damn good beer. Yeah, I mean, if you just call this an IPA, I, I don't see what really the difference is. But um, no, it's it's like one of the better IPAs I've had. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, it's not as juicy as I would like for New England's, but maybe this is what they're supposed to be like, and people mm-hmm. have just gone off the deep end with haze and these. Right. And, I mean, there it is hazy, so I don't know. I, it's really, really good. Right. I feel like if they, the New England styles run out and run dry, mm-hmm. that this could still be a passable IPA yeah. that people will still get regardless of the trend. Mm-hmm. So I think they're doing it right in that aspect. Uh, before my big review, uh, with everybody checked in and my friends, everybody gave it a 4.25, but it wasn't everybody who gave it a 4.25, <laughs> just the averages. So Saf 4.25. Hales, I gave it a 4.5 because I thought it was amazing. <laughs> but he's also like 16 beers in by yeah. that point. Uh, Keith gave it a 4.25, so he agrees with Saf. Patrick gave it a 4, so the average right there, 4.5 and a 4, and then 4.25s, bring it down. Uh, with that being said, I gave it a 4.25. Nice. So we're holding hands inside here. Uh, just the two Pale of us. Our whole handhold again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, and they're not even here, and they still he still ruined it for us. But I got I believe in IPAs level twenty. Um, yeah, like like I just said, when the trend because it's just a trend. Yeah, goes away. This still is a very good IPA, mm-hmm. and this will still. They're like, yeah, New England style because we're New England. Like <laughs> all of our beers are New England style yeah, because we're, they're made in New England. Yeah, it's just a Citra IPA. Like you just calm down. This is what we're gonna make. This is what we make. And so I think that they have a, a leverage over everybody else with the style. Um, they're from Massachusetts. I'm gonna trust their style over somebody from Minnesota making a hazy IPA. Yeah. But. They are, like, you know, some of the people said, and like you said, they're very malty. It is. It's... Like, on the back end, you really yeah. notice the, the yeah. aftertaste. So, if you... Less malty, more hoppy, and still citrusy like it is, mm-hmm. I think it would be a solid five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, that's... Yeah. My take on it. I was thinking, it's like the telephone game with hops. Yeah. Like... It's got skewed a little bit since it's gone across the country with this style of beer. It used to be like this, and now it's just fucking juice in a glass. <laughs> yeah, uh, this one we call the Tropicana. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, a, what? <laughs> All right. I mean, I'm not mad about it. It's 7%. I'm just drinking orange juice. All yeah. right. Uh, it's it's almost like you're drinking a screwdriver, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, I'm drinking just orange juice. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I... I don't like. I know they're gonna be listening to this. Sorry, Keith. Like, <laughs> if I don't get this to you soon, I'm drinking these, <laughs> and I will just buy you a new one, uh, like a fresh, more fresh one. Um, yeah, a fresher one for sure. All right. So, Blue Cage, I'd recommend it. Recommend it for sure. I uh, this beer, I, I'd recommend that too. Yeah, for sure. The boom sauce. I'm trying to think. Um, Heroes for Hire. I don't know if this is going to happen, but season I two, hope. 
I hope so too. But season two of Iron Fist is coming out. Do you think Luke Cage will be on it? Yes. At least for an episode. There will be a, at least a cameo. I feel like there has to be. But yeah. Maybe. Here's my hope wrap up season two of Iron Fist, just go into Heroes for Hire. Mm-hmm. So you end your season at 11, mm-hmm. right? And then 12 and 13, you lay groundwork. Yeah. It's, Finish up, like, resolve what yeah. happened on Luke Cage. Have a fight between them two, because now Luke Cage is a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Have him be the villain of your Iron Fist season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they resolve it, and now it's just Heroes for Hire season one, and no more Luke Cage or Iron Fist. Right. I think that's a good capping point. Or you can just cut it off right there, mm-hmm. and you can go right into having Heroes for Hire seasons X, Y, Z. And then, if you need to have a season three Luke Cage, have a season three Luke Cage. Yeah. But I think that it would be the best for Marvel to go into Heroes for Hire. Mm-hmm. It it would blow my mind if they don't. Like the best episode of Luke Cage was Heroes for Hire. <laughs> oh, I know. And my wife is a huge Heroes for Hire fan. Yeah. Like bigger than she knew about the Heroes for Hire before, before I did. Before like Power or Power Man and Iron Fist, like before these TV shows. Like yeah, oh well, yeah, absolutely. She knew about Power Man and Iron mm-hmm. Fist, and so I, I don't remember like per se like what her thought was for Iron uh, Iron Fist. Uh, I'm pretty sure she liked it. She liked it better than we did. <laughs> I liked parts of it. Oh yeah, there was. I shit on it, but I I still enjoyed watching it. I mean, I would watch it again. Yeah. I need to watch it again before think, season two. I think every single season of all these shows are worth watching, except for Jessica Jones season two. <laughs> watch the first half of Jessica Jones season two. Yeah. And the last episode, because Hellcat introduction? Fuck yeah. yeah. But other than that, whatever. Uh, we digress. <laughs> season two, watch it. Boob sauce, drink it. Uh, Mr. Check T? out this Raspberry Mr. T. Yeah, yeah. You might not like it, but check it out. It's worth a check out. Yeah, if you're in Michigan City or if you're in that area, make a little trip over to Michigan City and have a have a go. Because it really doesn't matter if this isn't your fancy. Maybe they'll have something that's yeah. your fancy. And you're supporting a local brewery. <laughs> so Stop buying Budweiser. Yes, <laughs> stop <laughs> buying your Miller Lights. <laughs> your Keystones. Unless you're playing beer pong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to use boom sauce for beer pong. No. No. Absolutely not. But, all right. Well, I think that's a good wrap-up. We're good? I'm good. Yep, I'm good. I was just belching so I couldn't speak <laughs> for a second. <laughs> good. All right. So from here in our southern office, <laughs> our southern, southern studio. Uh, Drink up and, and geek out. out. Proud member of the Hopped Up Network.